$1 a day at 10% interest. In other words, what you have working for you rather than what you have working against you. And so money should be working for you. You work for your money and now you want your money to work for you. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we continue our message, Money Never Sleeps. And Pastor, I think a lot of times we hear some of these biblical principles like you need to master your money. You can't serve both God and money. You know, God's got to be the priority. But often we don't always get down to the practicalities of how we go about making that happen. Today, you're going to get practical in what oh, we're, uh, look, as we look at money. Oh, yeah. Going to be very relevant and uh, have some practical application. For example, Steve, uh, we have an investment club. And uh, most of the people who are in the investment club, mm-hmm. I can't afford to invest anything. But then we came together and showed them. I, I won't call the name of the company. Sure. Uh, but there's a restaurant company makes sandwiches. And we showed them that if you buy stock in this company, when we started the investment club, Mm -hmm. their stock was $18 a share. And I said, okay, I want you to start collecting pop bottles, anything you can, bring $18. We've got about 14 people in this. That was probably about 10 years ago. Okay. That stock now is worth about... $76 a share, and it's split probably three times. Wow. I don't know if our listeners know what that means. That means that their $18, if you only bought one share, is probably worth about $500 if you bought two. And so more and more of our people are saying, wow, that's amazing. All you got to do is uh, safe investments and let it ride. It's money that you said, okay, this is uh, money I didn't know that I had, or it's money that I was given that I didn't know I was going to get, and that's what we do. As a matter of fact, let me tell you what we do at the church, very practical. We have what we call the dynamic dollar. Okay. Guess what we do with that, Steve? At the end, we've given our offering and all of that. At the end, our ushers are at the door with a basket, and anybody that wants to can put in a dollar. Mm-hmm. Once we get $2,000, we give that to our unemployed members. Hmm. And so all kinds, man, there are so many things that we can yeah. do uh, to really utilize God's money the right way and have excellent stewardship. You know, can't take it yep. with you, I say right. it all the time. Yep. And some people, if they even if they could, it only burn or melt. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we want to send it ahead. Absolutely. Never seen a hearse drawing a U-Haul. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right. And I love the fact that we're going to get practical. You get creative in your church and you're, you're really showing how we begin to take these principles, these theories and work it out. So let's uh, continue to uh, listen to this message. Money never sleeps. Here is Pastor Ford. Now in this text, here's what we notice. The guy is being accused of being a poor steward because he's pilfering from the owner. The owner says, I'm going to fire you, and he looks at what he has. He immediately begins to say, wait a minute, Uh, they owe this much, they owe this much. Okay, I still control it. Let me do something now that's going to help me later. 
Let me use now what's going to help me later. And so what does he do? He goes to them and say, you owe this much, okay, take 50% off. Uh, you owe this much, take 20% off. See, here's what we do. We focus on what we do not have, failing to realize we have more than we think we have. Okay, okay, I hate to do this, but, but, but I have to. You have more than you think you have. I don't have any money. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. But you can afford, I took my grandkids, I took my grandkids and I'd start dating them like I dated my boys, but I only had three boys that were living. And so it was pretty easy. I had nine grandkids. And so uh, when I'm taking Jaden and John Mir out and I said, so what do you want to do? And they said, we want to go get uh, one of these game cartridges. So I, I, Brother Watkins, I take them to the cartridge store. And so I said, get what you want, get what you want. That was a mistake. They came back. In general, I'm telling you, two cartridges was like $129. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. They said, what's wrong, Papa? You, I know you got the money. I got the money. I can't make myself pay this much money for that. Even though it's for you, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so they said, say, well, what can you do? I said, do they have used ones? Yeah, Pat, well, go get some used ones. So they went and got the used ones. That was 60 bucks. Now, I went on and paid for it, but I, I, I did it like that. It's like, oh, my goodness. Why? Because we're talking about what we don't have. And we don't realize, okay, watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. How many of you are able to save $1 a day? All right, all right, more of you than, than raise your hand. Uh, but $1 a day. Now, if you could get 10% interest, and you can with an index fund. Now, some of you don't even know what I'm talking about, but Brother Bryant and some of these other financial people, we're putting them together so we can educate you so you will know what's going on. Now, $1 a day at 10% interest. In other words, what you have working for you rather than what you have working against you. And so money should be working for you. You work for your money, and now you want your money to work for you. Okay, you ain't going to pray with me, but I'm going to preach it anyhow. So $1 a day, at the end of 10 years, with that interest, if you put it in an index fund, uh, you would have $6,195 at the end of 10 years. At the end of 20 years, you'd have $22,968. At the end of 30 years, you'd have $68,379. At the end of 40 years, you'd have $191,301. At the end of 50 years, you would have $525,061. At the end of 60 years, you would have $1,424,856. Now, you're saying, yeah, that's a long time. I don't want to wait that long. That's what investments is all about. It's all about deferring and waiting for a dividend. Do you know how rich people live? Their kids aren't living off of anything they made. They're living off of the wealth of the people who initially made it. That's why the Bible says a wise man or a good man or woman leaves inheritance to his children's children. Okay, I know y'all ain't gonna pray for me. I know you ain't feeling it. I know you ain't feeling it. But think about this. If that's a dollar, Imagine if it were five. Imagine if it were 10. Imagine if it were 20. Check this out. 10 years ago, I told you about Panera Bread. 
$23 or $28 per share. Guess what? In 10 years, Panera Bread has split five times. And so sometimes it goes down. But what happens when it goes back up? Instead of one, I have two. So there's a sister in this church who invested and got five shares of Panera Bread. And she paid about $150 10 years ago. It's worth about $9,000 today. And don't worry, we're going to teach you some of this stuff. We're going to teach you how to buy stock online. Yeah, yeah, we're going to teach the kids how to do it. Yeah, because there's no limit. <laughs> and you can invest a dollar. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And so what happens? Hey, this is not different from what God does. Uh, what does God do? This steward did what? What do I have in my hand? He ain't talking about what he don't have. He, he already focused on the fact, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm about to lose this. What do I have? God will use what you do have to get you what you don't have. Okay, you don't believe me. I hate to get the Bible in this. Take the widow in 2 Kings 4. Remember what happened? We're going to do that on a Wednesday, so some of you ain't going to hear it. I'm going to tell you how to be a good Christian. Get out of debt. According to 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, the principles that are there, how this woman got out of debt. And, and so here it is. What, what does she do? Uh, she goes to the prophet. She don't go try to sell some weed. She don't, she don't go on the corner uh, and lick her lips at passing cars with males in it. Uh, she doesn't go to a sugar daddy or to a big daddy. She goes to her heavenly father. She says, I need to talk to the prophet. My husband was a preacher and now I'm broke and the creditors are trying to garnish my children. They're trying to repo my children. What in the world are you going to do about it? And what did he say? What do you have in your house? Well, she could have said, I got a couch, I got a chair, I got... No, 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 no. What do you have of value? She said, I have a little oil. He said, okay, that's what I'm going to use to give you what you don't have. I'm going to use what you do have to give you what you don't have. That's how God works. David and Goliath, remember what happened? Uh, David now comes up to the war. Uh, everybody's running from Goliath every day. He would come and challenge God's people. And um, the men were hiding and Saul was hiding in the officer's club and, and everybody was afraid of him. They said, he's too big to hit. And David came at 17 and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of the living God? And uh, David said, he's too big to miss. Saul said, take my armor. And here's what he said. No, I know a soldier's supposed to have armor, but I'm not focusing on what I don't have. I am used to a slingshot and stones. I'm going to use what I do have. So I thank you for giving me what I don't have, but I don't know how to use it. I don't know what to do with this stuff, but I'm going to take what I have. And he picked up five smooth stones. Uh, who knows why he picked up five if he only fighting one giant? Because Goliath had four brothers. That's right. That's right, Elder Jones. He had four brothers. And David said, you know what? It's on like neck bones. Like uh, this, this boy, I'm going to make an impression on him. Uh, yes, I am. And, and, but he got four brothers. And if they want to get it on too, pff, it's all the way on then, baby. Because uh, I got one for each of them as well. And so what did he do? He used what he had. I guess you could say he made an impression upon Goliath. I guess we could say Goliath got stoned. Yeah, what do you have? 
God wants to use what you have. And the problem is you don't want to give it to God. Like in John 6, the little boy's happy meal lunch. Remember the disciples? He said, we need to feed them. They said, we don't have it. We don't have it. We got 200 denarii, which is 200 days of, of salary. We don't have enough. And Jesus wants to show them you don't need to have it uh, uh, enough to feed them. Just give to me what you do have. So here's a boy. He's got a little Happy Meal lunch, and he gives it to Jesus, and Jesus feeds the multitude to show his disciples, quit focusing on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have. Hmm. And you know what happened. And the little boy gave Jesus the lunch. And, and what did Jesus give him? Twelve baskets full left over. Who remembers where the multiplication took place? In his hands. You know, when we have the right attitude and we offer what we have to the Lord's service, amazing what he will do with that. We're listening to Treasure Truth, and we're going to get back to this message, Money Never Sleeps, in just a moment. But if you ever have a question about something you hear on the broadcast or what a certain passage of Scripture might mean, you can always ask your question of Pastor Ford. You can do that by coming to our website, treasuretruthradio.org, and click on the contact link. And there you can give us your feedback or ask your questions, and we'll make sure Pastor Ford sees that. Who knows? We might even answer one of your questions on a future broadcast. Let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. Now watch this. Now watch this. Henry Ford gave away millions of dollars during his lifetime, but he had a policy to never give it to schools. He felt that money given to schools would be mishandled, quote, by well-meaning non-business-like people. So he wouldn't do it. Miss Martha Berry was starting her school. She went to Henry Ford, even though she was aware of the fact that he would not give her enough money to do what she wanted to do. She went to him anyway. He gave her, so the story goes, a 50-pound bag of peanuts. Miss Barry took the peanuts, went back to her students. They used it as a crop, as a seed. Uh, they raised peanuts and peanuts, they mature very fast, and she sold them, they all sold them on the streets, made $600. She took the $600 back to Henry Ford, so the story goes, and gave it to him and said, this is what we did with what you gave us. And the story goes that Henry Ford wrote her out a check for $2 million. She took the money, his influence, and his advocacy, and this is what she built, Barry College that exists today. Amen. All because she took what she had and used it to multiply, and she received what she didn't have because she used what she did have. Wow. God's saying, if I give you this, what will you do with it? What are you doing with it now? Will you use it and maximize it for my glory? When he begins to talk about them, he says, look, look, these people take unrighteous mammon and they use it productively. 
You know, I've got a difference in my perspective. I walk the community, I look at the abandoned houses, and I say, what a blight. What a blight on our community. Look at this. Look at this. And then, I'm going to tell you in a minute, but, but it's my son. God used my son powerfully in my life. A lot of things are changing with me. I mean, some of you notice, you're, some of you are saying, who that guy to keep bringing the Bible up on the pulpit and all that? Where he come from? And all, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, pastor don't let people do that for him. Well, I used to didn't. Paradigm shift. So, so here's what happened. I'm, I'm, I'm walking through the community. I'm saying, what a blight. And my son, who came to me about a couple other things, I'll share it in a minute. Uh, matter of fact, I'll just tell you what happened, and then I'll fill you in when I get to the next point. So here's what happened. He's, he's cluing me in. He's saying, this is what can happen, Dad. And I'm saying, no, no, no. Don't want to get involved in this. Okay, so now, let me show you my paradigm shift. I don't look at those houses and say, what a blight. You know what I say now? What an opportunity. You say, you want to know why I see it's an opportunity? I say, you finally getting wise. Because what is it that's the American dream? What's the number one thing that stops a person from owning a home? credit score because you need somewhere around a 670 to even get a bank to loan you money. So here's what happened. When, uh, let me tell you in a minute how, how my son helped me with this stuff. It just changed my mindset. I had a paradigm shift. So I began to say, wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. These are opportunities. Not all of them. But here's the thing. And here's what I found out. Here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going. Watch. So, so I began to say, okay, let me act like it's something that I have. Here's what I found out. Number one, we can get abandoned buildings for a dollar. One dollar as a church, non for profit. And check this out. I've already been hooked up with somebody from Habitat for Humanity. Oh, oh, let me tell you this. And so what's the big problem? Guess what? I'm getting ready next week to meet with vice president of a bank who is going to give us these properties to get for a dollar who is going to allow people with a 550 credit score to borrow up to $40,000. Now, guess what that is? That means then your house note would be $400 a month. You're paying more than that, and you're in a studio. So that would pay for your utilities and everything else, and especially, and so what, what, what happens with this? There will be individuals who will now be able to have an investment, be able to build up their credit scores, be able to, be, to live the American dream having equity in a home. Okay, you wait, you wait. You ain't excited about it now, but I, I guarantee you, if you're one of the ones that benefit from this, it will excite you, and you will see. In other words, so what happened? It is a paradigm shift where I had to say, wait a minute. We're talking about what we don't have. Look at what we do have. Here it is, number four, number four. They make rational decisions about money, not emotional decisions. Notice what he does. He goes through, and he begins, once he finds out, hey, you, you're about to get fired. He says, okay, let me look at this rationally. Let's not get emotional about all of this. He says, what can I do? I cannot dig. I'm too old to do that. To beg, I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do. The word resolve means he has thought through and made some rational decisions about what he should do. Anybody see the great debaters with Denzel Washington? Anybody see that? 
They had a great debaters. Remember uh, Denzel Whitaker uh, played James Freeman Jr. And then Forrest Whitaker played James Farmer Sr. There's a scene that really gripped me. Here's the scene. He says, uh, what's our motto, son? So James Farmer Sr. says this to James Farmer Jr. What's our motto, son? Here's what he said. We do what we have to do so we can do what we want to do. That's a powerful, powerful statement. Proverbs 21.5, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everybody who is hasty comes only to poverty. I wonder how many of us know that money is neutral. You know, somebody said, uh, money is the root of all evil. No, it isn't. The love of money is the root of all evil. And he talks about it here, and he says then, uh, and I say to you, make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, so that when you fail, uh, that you may, they receive you in everlasting habitation. He that is faithful in that which is little, it will be faithful in that which is much. Jesus said, hey, if I can't trust you with $10, I can't trust you with 1000 and it's neutral. <laughs> yeah, the love of money. And you know what? All this time I've been preaching, you know what I noticed? He said the love of money is the root of all evil. And I thought to myself, I thought that was the devil. He didn't say the devil was the root of all evil, even though he came to steal, kill, and destroy. He said there's only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. And either you put your finances under kingdom. See, he's a king and he has a kingdom and he has a constitution. Here it is right here, the Bible. He has citizens, that's you and I, and he has currency. And he's given us the responsibility of being stewards. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. And as you've been listening to the series, Money Never Sleeps, I hope that You've really been picking up some principles that help you be a godly steward of what God has entrusted to you. If you want to go back and listen to these broadcasts again, you can always do that by coming to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, I know that probably almost on a daily basis, we have people who are finding this radio program. They are beginning to listen. They appreciate the Bible teaching. They may not really understand how this program is produced and how we're able to get it on the air each and every day. Right, because it is a listener-supported program. They may not know that. I received a letter from someone who was just uh, trolling through their radio and hit Moody Radio, and my voice attracted them. And they said they listened. This has been a couple years ago. And they've been listening for a few years. Well, they had sent in a donation. They let me know. I sent in a donation to the program, something I've never done before. And I thought, wow, that's really amazing. And even when I was working with Cher, had a couple people call in and say, I've never given before, uh, but I'm being ministered to. And I'm so grateful now to be a part of the Moody ministry. Well, if you're a new listener, maybe you've just been listening for uh, a couple of years now, and it's just never dawned on you that this is a listener-supported ministry, that is how this program is able to stay on the air each and every day. Production costs, airtime, all the things that happen behind the scenes, it's all made possible because of your generosity. You can give a gift right now by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and clicking on the Donate button. Well, thanks for listening. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.